When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We got a little surprise for you tonight. It is so beautiful to see you. Hey out there, live music fans. Welcome to the fourth chapter of First Concert Memories, the monthly sidecast of the Ugly American Werewolf in London, brought to you by me, Mac B. the Wolf, and I will be joined, as usual, by my partner in crime, Gary Action Jackson. But our special guest on this show is none other than Sonny Hollywood Pooney, the co-host of Grown Up Rock and Pot of Thunder Podcasts, and is our Pantheon podcast brother, and is also on Album Review Crew once a month with Tom and Zeus from Shout It Out Loudcast. It's a guy who's really passionate about his music, a guy who's seen hundreds and hundreds of shows. And this month, he wanted to talk about the first time he ever saw Ace Fraley. Technically, it was Fraley's Comet, but he wanted to see Ace because he had been such a big Kiss fan, and the image of Ace as a spaceman is just powerful. Jackson and I loved Ace as the space Ace in the Kiss videos from back in the day, and Kiss meets the fan in the park. On the albums, we're lead guitar guys, so we loved Ace, and we were fortunate enough to get to see him together when we lived together in college in the early 90s. And We wanted to talk to Sonny again after we'd had him on last year, talk about White Snake's self-titled 1987 album. That was a fun conversation. It's like, we got to get Sonny back. Let's get him on for his concert memories. And he wanted to talk about seeing Ace. And we're going to release this on Halloween. So why not pick a guy who painted his face, right? And then without the face, well, as the boys on Shut Out Loudcast like to call, he kind of looks like a Muppet. He's an interesting character all the way around. And we thought it would blend in perfectly for the Halloween episode and for a live concert review that we have coming out very soon. Hint, hint, you might have even heard Sonny mention it on this show at some point. You'll have to listen for that. Quickly, a little bit of business. We are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a network of about 100 different shows. You can check them all out at PantheonPodcast.com or follow at Pantheon Podcast. And all you record collectors, look, it's the holidays. You got to get yourself or that special someone something that they want, something they need, something that you can't just get everywhere. And rarevinyl.com is the place. Guys, they have over a quarter of a million items in stock. They're based in the UK. They've been doing this for 40 years, and they're great folks. They take great care to curate this stuff, to make sure they can find it when someone wants it, to get it up on their website, and then to ship it with care all over the world. So you're looking for that hard-to-find kiss item or something from Ace Fraley's catalog, maybe a European version. Go to rarevinyl.com. Use code UGLY. 
you can save 10%. Now that's a one-time code. So don't just buy one holiday present on there. Do all your holiday shopping on there. Spend a bunch of money and then save yourself a bunch of money. Might get all that shipping knocked right off of there and get it home in time for the holidays. Now Ace is a legendary character, a legendary guitar player. He's not exactly a legendary performer. Although he did great with Kiss in the 70s, eventually he did start to deteriorate. So in the 80s, everyone was kind of curious what was Ace going to be like? And that's why we wanted to have Sonny on the show to tell us about it, because he saw him about six years before we ever did. Now, unfortunately, if you're out there seeing Ace right now and you've never seen him and you really wanted to check the box say, hey, I want to see him before he or I die, I'm sorry you're probably being treated to not that great a show. The guys at his band are great and they do a great job, but Ace's singing is horrible. I think his health has deteriorated on him and he doesn't really play on time. Not that he ever did, but Eh, he may be hurting his legacy a little bit, and we will talk about that here on the show. I'm just glad we got to see him while he was still in some kind of good form with Kiss, and before that, as a solo artist, Sonny's going to talk to us about the first time he saw them here on the West Coast in 1987. Always fun when we get together with Sonny, and this time we're talking about Ace Fraley live on First Concert Memories. I have that shirt. I was going to wear it. Well, I have it, and I am wearing it, and I love the Ace Cult. I love every time they bring it up. <laughs> I have it in black. I love that thing. But check this out, man. I got this laminated, Jackson. Ooh. Oh, is that the original? That is the original. Oh, wow. Th- this that is, is nice. This is the one on spring break, 1993, Sonny, when, because we wow. went to school in Florida, we didn't really go anywhere. We are like, hey, why don't we just stay here? The the, the school has a pool. They got a cafeteria. We got a place to stay already. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just get loaded. And one night, one fateful night after drinking all day, wow. I must have had a case of beer plus maybe smoked a little something. And at the end of the night, I ended up having a conversation with this Ace Fraley poster right here. Wow. All right. And then Jackson woke up because he had the good sense to pass out at like, you know, two uh, in the morning or something like that. Yeah. He's like. Who are you talking to? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm talking to Ace. Yeah. Go back to bed. <laughs> and at that point in time, I think I was like, that sounds reasonable. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Were you remember those, um, the Kiss bus you could get from Spencer's? The bus? Yeah, the bus that you could get. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? So I have an Ace one there. And he looks like Mr. T because every <laughs> necklace I've ever gotten, any backstage pass, mm-hmm. he's wearing... Van Halen, Y&T, like he, he's got on probably 15, 20, 25 chains. Nice. That's where I put them when, when I buy them or I find them somewhere. And who were you, uh, who have you been seeing recently there, Sonny? Uh, let's see. Last show I saw was, oh, I just saw Kiss Night in Vegas, in Vegas. Kiss Night? Yeah. So there's a, um, so every year they've Mm -hmm. done it for. Uh, they skipped a couple of years. One was because of COVID or whatever, but I think this was the eighth one. Okay. So there are Vegas musicians that mm-hmm. get together and do Kiss songs at Count, Counts Vamped in Vegas, and it's a benefit. All the proceeds go to Vegas schools to buy instruments for kids. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, so Bruce came. He did a few songs. Todd Howarth was there. He did a few songs. Cool. So these guys, you know, 
the Vegas guys, they're all uber talented. Like they're in fifteen different bands. They're in right. They play Las anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're 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 grinders, right? They work anywhere that they can. Right. And Danny Coker owns the club, so Coker's always hooking them up. So that's nice, the last thing I saw. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got these really well thought out, super well researched questions, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like we can jive a little bit with Sonny Pooty here. Jackson, yeah, yeah. What whatever you, you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> Because we saw him together when we were living together, right? Was that freshman year or sophomore year? That was sophomore year, wasn't it, Jackson? Yeah, I believe so. I think I've got, is the date here? Dun, 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 the station dun. in Orlando. Correct. This was like it was. Yeah, March 13th, 1993 is what I found. Okay. But you're beating us by like six years here, man. And you oh, saw yeah, him yeah. with one of your favorites, That's Y&T. Right. That's right. And I want to hear a little bit more about that because I'm like a lot of guys out there that don't know much about Y&T. And when I heard you guys do them on Album Review Crew, I was living in, in Amsterdam, or I was living in Harlem, I guess, near Amsterdam at the time. I remember walking along the canal one day. I'm like, well, this is actually pretty damn good. How come How come more people don't listen to yeah. Y&T? Or how come I don't know more about them? But there's always going to yeah. be bands like that. So we, we appreciate you educating us. Yeah, so you want to know about Y&T? So they're a Bay Area band. They've been around since the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. They just could not get a break. Like, they got on London Records at the beginning. London Records didn't know what to do with them. Then, finally, they get on A&M, and then A&M didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Then, finally, they get a break at Geffen right as Whitesnake and GNR are starting. So <laughs> they, right. they can't get a break there either. So they ended up, I called them the Kicks of the West Coast. Because on the West Coast, nobody knew who Kicks was, because uh, Kicks had the same problems just the other side of the coast. On the East Coast, right? yeah. So the only thing anybody knows about Y&T is "Summertime Girls," and I hate that goddamn song because <laughs> that's not the only Y&T song, right? It's not totally representative of what they do either. I mean, it's you know, yeah. it's, it's not bad, but it's not like if I want to listen to Y&T based on the album you guys listen to, I'm like, well, that's that's different. I mean, nothing wrong with it, but. That's yeah. Thing. And by the time that I saw Y&T for the first time, it was uh, Halloween 86. Okay, so and eight months, ten months before you saw him here with, with Ace a couple times. That's again. right. Yeah, okay. That's right. And I've seen Y&T now almost 50 times. So Holy shit. And they had a like a 15-year break in there where they didn't play. But anyway, I see him in a, uh, Halloween 86, and mm-hmm. I had gotten into music like a summer of 84, so... You know, see the Heavens on Fire video, kind of dive into Kiss. My first album purchase had Kiss records in it. And I'm st- slowly getting into Kiss, slowly getting into Kiss. And then you hear about, and I'm into 80s Kiss because that's all I know, right? right? So then you hear, oh, there's 70s Kiss, and they used to paint their faces. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, so you would see a bootleg here or there. So I'd seen just a little bit of Ace in the 70s on some bootlegs and stuff okay and halloween 86 y&t comes on stage and dave medichetti's playing the sunburst you gotta remember i'm 16 years old like i don't know i figure everybody who plays that kind of guitar all sounds the same right right (laughs) i don't know right and i'm not a guitar player so medichetti starts playing i'm like ace don't play like that (laughs) (laughs) So that immediately got me, it was a Kiss connection that kind of got me into Y&T. I'm like, oh, well, they play the same guitars. They must be just as good. They must be Kiss fans. And Dave is, you can't get farther away from a Kiss fan. He doesn't give a shit about Kiss. <laughs> um, 
So I was, you know, they were Bay Area. You know, when you're a kid, you kind of find this home band that all the members live basically 15 minutes away from you. Yeah. They're they're in the movies because they were in Real Genius, right, with Summertime Girls. And you're thinking that there's the biggest rock band on the planet that lives in your backyard. You can see them anytime. Pretty cool. Um, and it fit in with everything else I was listening to in the mid-80s. Yeah. So that's kind of how it got into Y&T. Loved Real Genius, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, who is that band? Yeah. Y&T. I'm like. Yeah. I mean, there, there is always something to be said for, like you said, it's the local band. You know, like right. it, it, they're not LA, they're not New York, they're yeah. from where you are. Yeah, there is something pretty cool. But yeah, even on satellite radio, you're you're only going to get summertime girls. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and they've got such better songs. And when I meet somebody from the Bay that maybe I don't know, and hey, what kind of music you like? Oh, I like melodic hard rock. Oh, so you like Y and T? Who's Y and T? I'm like, dude, you're not from the Bay Area then. Exactly. <laughs> you moved like, there <laughs> to go be a dot com <laughs> asshole, and you don't know, right? <laughs> but I had lucky there. I mean, I had Night Ranger, I had Y and T, I had mm. Sammy Hagar, I had Journey. Like I, I was a, I had Eric Martin. Like, these guys were anything they did, you would think would be number one everywhere. Yeah, San Francisco is a great rock town, but it's not, it doesn't get the spotlight that the LA does, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah but th- not that they don't deserve it, but that's just kind of the way it goes. All right, well, let's let's go through some of the boring stuff, like the, you know, the sixth grade, who, what, where, when, why, how kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. The first yeah. six, your date, venue, city location, artist, band, tour, and then you can describe the venue which I believe was Arco, isn't that where the Kings play? Yeah, so I got lucky enough. We're going to really talk about August 18th, 87, Arco Arena, Sacramento, California, the artist band. So on the ticket, it says Ace Fraley's Comet. It does not say Fraley's Comet. And, of course, the Y&T's bigger because Y&T's a headliner. And they were doing a co-headlining tour. So depending on where they were in the country, Ah. Ace headlined or Y&T headlined. Like the Black and Blue Tour with Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. Okay. And then they had the shittiest band on the planet open forum, Faster Pussycat, a.k.a. <laughs> Ass Pollution. So um, so Ace is touring his debut album. And Arco, yeah, Arco's where the Kings play. You know, you can seat 17,000, mm-hmm. probably about three quarters full. Y&T's driving a lot of that because it's, you know, close to the Bay Area. It's local, yeah. That's on Tuesday. I saw him again on Friday. In Oakland, right? At it, yeah, Kaiser Auditorium, same bill. It's on a Friday now. And I lived in the Bay Area, so you could do a lot of this because Sacramento, Fresno, Mountain View, Oakland, literally LA. San like Jose. You could go, yeah. Reno, San Jose. Like you could go to a lot of different shows if you wanted to, if you wanted to follow the band around your area. And I did that a lot as a kid. Kaiser's a little bit different, only seats 10,000s, a lot of symphony type stuff. Okay. Um, and they would have rock maybe, you know, once or twice a month. But like when the grunge movement came, Kaiser wasn't really the place they went to. Like Kaiser basically dumped all that rock stuff after that. But Gotcha. So, yeah, I got to see him twice in, what, four days? That's awesome. And, and we would do a little bit of that in Florida just because when we lived in Orlando, you're pretty yeah. centrally located, right? So if you want to see someone there and Tampa or there and Jacksonville or Gainesville, Miami's a little bit of a haul. Like, you know, maybe you do that for a big band like the Stones who aren't going to play everywhere, but I'm envious of that totally. I mean, the San Francisco rock scene, there's so much good stuff going on. Like you say, yeah, you want to drive an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, you got a lot of good venues that people show up to. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in our, I mean, I'm in 87. I have not turned 18 yet. So I'm 17. Gotcha. 
So yeah. who did you go with to the show? So I went with a friend of mine named Curtis. We had just started a rock band, and we were going to take the world by storm. We were looking <laughs> for a lead guitar player at the time, <laughs> nice. and we would go to all these shows. And I think part of it was we wanted to go to these shows to see if we could do it, right? To see what are the professionals look like. Is that even doable? Oh, you know, I like, see. <laughs> when you go to a pro basketball game, right? right? Like what those guys are doing doesn't seem doable, right? No. But <laughs> when you all. go to a, if you watch a golf match, what they do seems doable. You just can't practice enough to get the final get 20 strokes off. That's right? right. Yes. But it does feel doable. So we would go to these places and we're like, oh, well, that maybe we could do something like this. And <laughs> nice. we were just kind of starting out. So Curtis and I went to a lot of these shows together. And what did you two play? Curtis was a lead singer and he dabbled in guitar, but he really played drums. Okay. I was, I grew up on brass instruments, but I played piano a little bit. Okay. So I was trying to do keyboards. I, I had no talent. I, I <laughs> this was a straight up pipe dream. That's all that was. Curtis has talent. I did yeah. not. How close did you get? I mean, with all your research and everything. Yeah, we got uh, we got close enough to record a couple of demos. Oh, cool! Feel you know, feel what the recording studio feels like. There was a friend of a friend of a friend from Geffen that uh, <laughs> we played for. I think we drove down to like Half Moon Bay or something, or maybe it was maybe it was Santa Cruz. Played for this guy, and I remember him saying, uh, "You back there." You have talent. All you other guys, I don't know. You guys might want to fight. <laughs> and he pointed to the lead guitar player that we had just got. And just I was like, oh, well, that probably makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I admire you, Sonny, for chasing your dreams, no matter how far-fetched they might be. And, well, yeah, man. I mean, look, you good-looking Hollywood types don't need to be talented, too. You know, that's yeah, not well, fair you know, when that happens. Yeah, you that's know, how it goes. Yeah. God gives us all our our little you know roles to play in this world and uh, yeah yes we're, we're glad you're here with us so yeah but we jackson ours was more like a bar when we saw ace and it wasn't fraley's comet it yeah. was you know ace fraley in 93 and i guess trouble walking was still the most recent yeah it would have been he had done yeah yeah had we been there before i was trying to remember that i think we that saw was steve the first i there but i can't remember was that first or was that that was definitely first because I gave that to you for your 19th birthday. And I said, okay, here's a second one. I'm coming too. Okay. And then okay. the next year, we like as sophomores, we went to CAs. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't remember which one was which. But yeah, I mean, it was, I remember when we got there, I'm like, this is really cool. And they had that because it was small. Yeah. And you yeah. didn't have to really fight to get up close to the stage. And they had a lot of, it was either people on the way up or people on the way back yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the guys, like, I think one of them was, like, Living Color. Now they're on, their like, their third record, and no one's really, yeah. I remember them, and they've yeah. showed up. And, you know, the one-offs, I think Zach Wilde played there with Pride and Glory, I think. His, his, uh. He was coming up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his one-off yeah. thing. So it was stuff like that, but it was, it was a rock club. Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't take long for Ace to find the clubs, because when I saw him the, after this tour, the mm -hmm. next time I saw him was in April of 90, and he was already in the clubs. Mm. I found that, you know, uh, endearing. <laughs> now, you said in your email, Sonny, that that was the more interesting story, the 1990 show. Yeah, because he fell off the stage. <laughs> nice. Okay. Way, way. So at that time, um, my closest friend, his name is Tony, 
he was the lead guitar player the guy pointed to and said hey you're the only one that's talented okay he went with me to the show and we saw them back-to-back nights because he played two clubs that were very close one in San Francisco one in Oakland. Okay. Lord Tracy opened. Lord Tracy absolutely blew them off stage. You don't have wow. Todd anymore. Now you got Richie Scarlett, right? Right, right. And Ace is hammered. This is the first <laughs> time Tony's ever seen Ace. Tony's a huge Ace guy, and dumbass falls off the stage. Oh my god! Right, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> so like, Tony's like, I'm never seeing Ace again. I'm I'm done. With that guy. <laughs> like, and you know, Ace just you know the demons get to you after a while. I guess you know you've been through it all. I've never been a musician, so I don't know. I'm sure that what's in front of you and what's all around you is probably so easy to get that it's hard to turn down, I would think. Yeah, yeah. We've all had our battles with uh, with the solution there. And yeah. yes, my, my second time that I saw Ace was at Janie Lane's Sunset Strip in Orlando down mm-hmm. on Church Street. And I had to go with a guy I lived with after Jackson, a guy named Mike. So he was a year younger than me. He didn't have an ID, so he couldn't even get in the club. It wasn't even like oh. 18 and under, like you had to be 21 to get in. So I go in by myself, and I got nobody there with me. So I end up getting pretty schnockered, you know, I'm like getting hammered. And then halfway through the show, some guy's like talking to me like in my ear, and I didn't know if he was trying to tell me something or he's trying to kidnap me. I'm like, ah, I'm getting a bad ju- juju here. So I leave. I go about out the back, and then I walk around the corner, and there's a guy sitting there with a van, and he's painting on like the window of like an empty storefront or something like that. I'm like, what are you doing here, man? He's like, no, nah, I'm Ace's driver. I- I'm, I'm going to drive him to the hotel after the show. I'm like, no way. So I sit out there and smoke with the guy for like an hour. Ace doesn't come out because he's still doing his show. And eventually I flagged down a cab. I said, oh, shit, I don't have any money. She pulls over. She's like, get the fuck out. I'm like, no, 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 wait. Just take me to the ATM by my college, please. I will pay you money, I swear. And then she did. And I'm like, here, take your money. And then I walked the rest of the way home. So that was, I didn't fall off the stage. But I was pretty, <laughs> I, I, I was doing my best Ace impersonation on my second Ace show ever. Have you ever seen him besides that night, Jackson, other than in Kiss? No. Yeah, not solo, no. That was the only one. And based on I mean, I think I would have again. I just didn't I just didn't have the uh the opportunity didn't present itself. Because I mean from what I remember, it was a pretty good show. He seemed like he was pretty lucid the whole time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) At that point you gotta say, you know, he's young enough to be functioning, right? Yeah. Because I I saw a ninety three show in June. At the Stone, so that might have been the same tour cycle you guys saw. He was hammered. That was the night I was like, all right, I am done with it. I love Ace to this day. Ace is my guy, but I'm like, that's it. I'm not spending any more money on this dude. I am done with that guy, and I didn't see him again (laughs) until, well, when Kiss came up. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right. So, all right, so a couple things. How did you get there? Did you drive? Did Curtis drive? And what was your pregame ritual? You were still pretty young then. You probably weren't getting hammered. Well, first of all, how do we get there? I can't remember it for a fact, but I'm pretty sure I drove because Curtis, (laughs) drummer, (laughs) he had a rusting red Plymouth Valiant that had a hole in the fucking trunk. So I doubt that we, he drove. My Mm. guess is I drove (laughs) pregame ritual. Just like you said, we're young, so we're not getting hammered. Like if Mm. we were working, man, we were experts in changing in the car. I don't know mm-hmm. how much you guys change in the car, but that was usually a pregame ritual. We were big about listening to the band. I think people feel weird about this, but listening to the band on the way there, a lot yeah. of people don't like doing that. 
we would listen to the band there and listen to the band on the way back. Absolutely. That's yeah. what you do, man. Yeah. You got to gear yeah. up and get ready. Then your show, you're at the show and then you're psyched when you get out. You want to hear it all again. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, people yeah. who think it's weird to listen to them on the way in, they're weird, man. What are you doing? I mean, yeah. you know, you yeah, listen yeah. to classical music to relax you before the big gig. Come on, man. Yeah. And then the other pregame thing, I'm a gambler. Curdy could be at times. Tony can be at times. So yeah. we would do this whole, because we were all kiss nerds. What do you think he'll open with? Do you think he's going to do any Kiss songs? What do you think the encore will be? <laughs> right. Put money on it. We were doing that on the Kiss Cruise. What do you think Todd Kearns is going to sing first? You know, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I cheated have... on. I cheated on the Kiss Cruise. I text Todd said, "Hey, what are you guys opening with?" He said, "Exciter." <laughs> oh. I bet Exciter. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Sonny. And what do you know? You won. <laughs> yeah, we we used to do that. We had, it wasn't money, but we would do that. We would give odds. Yeah, what do you think? You know, what do you think they're gonna play? Which one? Especially, especially with somebody like Ace, where it was like, would they, would he play his songs? And which ones do you think? Right? Are you thinking Rocket Ride? Oh yeah, Rocket Ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's two to one. You know, but but you know, what about uh, I don't know? You know, something off Dynasty. You know, you think you're thinking, yeah. eh, I don't know about that. I give that like twenty to one. You know, but no, we <laughs> you're still a gambler to this day, aren't you, Sonny? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just spent four nights in Vegas. So. Oh yeah. Hey, this is Tom and Zeus from Shout It Out Loudcast. And you are listening to the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. 
we're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I mean, was it more that you wanted to see Y&T? Or was it like, it's bonus that Ace is also there? Uh, the bonus was Y&T. Oh, okay. We wanted to see Ace. Mm-hmm. And we knew that there was a... For some reason, I wanted to see Faster Pussycat, too. I don't know why. I had never seen them. Sure. So when I saw them, we saw them the first night. The second time we the second night we went, I'm like, we're not going early. That was a fucking waste of time. <laughs> we had not ever seen Ace, right? This was Ace's coming back. And after watching Into the Night video on MTV and all that, and we had seen Y&T a couple of times, it was a bonus that he was going to be touring with Y&T. And yeah. we will also, we didn't know on the way there, although Y&T was bigger on the ticket, we didn't technically know who was headlining. So we were taking mm. bets on who was headlining on the way there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and was it Y&T that headlined? It was Y&T both okay. nights, yeah. Both nights. Yeah, it should be, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. it should be. It's yeah. Bad, but, you know, I doubt in New York Y&T was headlining. I bet you're right. Yeah. Guarantee it. So. See, well, the set list is, well, I mean, obviously when you were an opening act, your set list is going to be a little abbreviated for what you might do as a headliner there. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that. Where were your seats? Uh, were they good, bad? Yeah. So on the Tuesday that we went at the Arco, we were on the floor about 20, 30 rows back. The ticket price, $17.50 with $2 in fees, by the way. On Not the bad. Kaiser Auditorium night, there's seats up in kind of like the bowl up there, mm-hmm. and Oakland Coliseum was the same way, but there's general admission on the floor. Anytime we could get general admission on the floor, that's what we went with. Really? Right? We, we, when we were young, we wanted to be on the floor because I wanted to pick, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted stuff that they threw out. I didn't want to be sitting in a seat somewhere. Now, there's no way I'd go to general Of course. I'm with you. Sit up there. <laughs> I want to sit up at the tippy top and take shots at, dude, what note did he just hit? You know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm 54 now, so it's yeah. different now. But then we wanted to be general and miss as much as we could, but we had good seats at Arco, for sure. That's awesome. When What was the sound like? I mean, it, it's built for, it's built to do basketball mostly, but I mean, yeah. they got a lot of shows through there over the years. Oh, Arco has always had great sound. It was built to be a concert arena. Def oh, Leppard in the round played there. Like Motley Crue and all the tours played there. Like they had everybody. So the sound, I don't think I've really ever been in a arena type setting where the sound was bad. I've been in some clubs where the sound was bad or sure. just too loud. Like I'll never go see Slaughter again because the shit's just too loud. Interesting. But I'm always wondering about the energy and dude, you go to a Y and T show; those guys are homers. The energy oh, yeah. is unbelievable at a Y and T show, and I remember the energy being good at both shows. And there was a lot of people there for Ace, even though he was opening, because I think people wanted to see what Ace was all about on the way back. Well, right. I mean, for those who don't follow 
kissing Ace as closely as some of us do. I mean, this was Ace's first yeah. solo. I mean, after he left Kiss, he just was out of the picture for about five years there, right? Eddie Trunk loves to mention the fact that he signed Ace Frehley, right, to Megaforce Record. My first signing in the business. And like, yeah, Ace will be good. Ace is back on his feet. And here we go. Your rock soldiers and all this great stuff. Now, did you have the record before you went? Did you have the most oh. recent record? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because I remember spinning it going, uh, that's not a singing. I heard (laughs) into the night, that's a singing. Who's that other dude? Right? Because nobody knew anything about Todd. Nope. But that voice is amazing. I just saw him nine days ago, and he sounded amazing. Really? He still got it. Yeah. He still got it. And the great shape, too. Well, Ace, Ace hasn't had it in a while. So. Ace doesn't, you know. Yeah, that's cool. So, that, but that, see, that's cool though because when we get into Kiss, because we're we're just about four years younger than you are, yeah. yeah. So we kind of get into them a little bit in high school, but I'm already starting to reminisce about the makeup years because I remembered it when I was a kid. But, you know, the demon's kind of scary and you know I don't know yeah. all their music or whatever. And then by the time I start to get into music in 1982. Their that era is gone. Them being on MTV, taking up their makeup was a big deal. I remember watching that live at my buddy Carl's house. But but then it was kind of different. It wasn't quite the same thing. So then in the late '80s and early '90s, when we start to get into Kiss, and Jackson and I get Kiss Alive too. When we lived together in college, and we start to dive in. Oh, you know what? This is pretty damn good actually. And and watching stuff like uh, Kiss Exposed. Yeah. You know, and then eventually the extreme close-up came up. We're like, then we were way into Kiss. So then when Ace is coming, yes, we got to go. But you had this chance to see him, you know, the first time in years, first time without his makeup. Yeah. I mean, as far as we do, right? Uh, so that must have been pretty special. You must have been pretty psyched about that. Oh, absolutely. Exposed had just came out. It came out May of that same year in 87. Okay. Right? So, wow. So I had just seen just hints of Ace, right? And then the only thing, the only other things I'd seen is the Into the Night video. Mm-hmm. And then if you remember, he did a Laney ad where he was wearing this shirt and there was ca- aces stapled to his shirt. Have you ever seen that ad? Never. And he's got the, he's got the AF40 washburn. It's a Laney ad. He's He's got the washburn with him. And he was wearing this like black kind of jacket, but then he was wearing a shirt where he'd stapled aces. And I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, did he staple Aces to his shirt, <laughs> right? So the guy was just weird and eclectic and a, always a little off. And for whatever reason, I identified with that guy because I didn't, you know, I didn't identify with Gene. The demon thing, it's cool and all. Yeah, I yeah. got you, whatever. And then with Paul, Paul's doing things I can't do, right? So Paul's on a different planet, and the cat never interested me. So I, exactly. I was an ace guy the whole person. way. Yeah, no. Yeah. We, we always were, too, right, Jackson? We're lead guitar guys, right? We're like, you know, Eddie Van Halen, Jimmy Page, Joe fucking Perry. You know, those are those are the posters we had on our wall. So it's like, when it comes to Kiss, who's your favorite? It's Ace, no doubt. God bless you. And if you go back to the uh, the exposed video, there were a couple of uh, shots of him, and I think there was one where they, he showed the the that flamey but smoking guitar, yeah. and then they were also talking to like they didn't speak very highly of him. Both yeah. Paul and Gene were like, "Well, you know, he had problems." And I'm like, "Well, he actually sounds pretty cool. Like he played the guitar, and you threw him out because he was a crazy person." Yeah, there's something about that yeah. that is intriguing. 
And that endeared him to me more because now he's the underdog on top of everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And these two bullies keep talking shit about him. Right. <laughs> and so that that only endeared me more and more and more. Yeah. And Ace liked the party. And I got to tell you, in college, Jackson and I could get after it, man. And that's what we were into, you know. And like Gene's like, I never drink. I'm like, well, that's kind of boring, dude. I mean, I mean, I, oh, I, I respect right. you. Well, he doesn't much. I mean, they're not party guys. And Gene is Mr. Business all the time, you know. And yeah, I'm like you, Peter. I'm like, I'm a dog person. I don't really get the kill cat thing anyway, you know. So now um, let's bring up something real quick. The famous quote. I'll let you finish this. What did he say when they asked him if he was drunk when he, uh, or no, if he was loaded when he crashed the DeLorean? <laughs> I was beyond loaded, was his quote, <laughs> I do believe. I can't believe the DeLorean was running. Yeah. I'm thinking it was, I think it was sitting still and somebody hit him. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. But I remember like being, we would always get like Guitar Player Magazine. Anytime there was an Ace interview or even an Ace pullout poster and they may give you the tab for like an old Kiss song, like, dude, we got to buy this, you know, and then we would read the article and then we would commit it to memory. It was like those videos that we would watch a thousand times over. We'd read the articles a bunch of times and then put the poster up on the wall. And it's like, I remember that stuff is clear as day whereas i can't tell you what i had for lunch yesterday right you know like <laughs> but also too at that time like that early 90 early 90s like pantera was big also in guitar magazine and dime bag was a huge love days yeah. right so that was all, like it reinforced and you're like well if this guy like loves like you know he's got the sticker on the guitar he's got yeah. the tattoos like something's going on here people they, this they're drawn to this character yeah, I remember another quote from one of those. It was like, I don't know who it was. I'm going to say the wrong person. But it was someone on the level of like an Alex Skolnick or somebody like that. It was like Daryl and somebody else like an Alex, probably not him, but but like that. And they're kind of almost interviewing Ace in the magazines. Like, Ace, do you know theory? Like, talk about the theory of different <laughs> things that like the new players would know, like the Jason Beckers would know. He's like, man, I don't know shit from Shino. <laughs> Like, that's my boy Ace right there. <laughs> All right. So can we, we don't have, even though these questions are just genius on every level, I don't think we have like set list. What was the set list? But I, I do. You've got it. So why don't oh, we talk yeah. about it a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you the set list for Oakland. Although I have the set list for Sacramento also. It's similar, but just a little different. But I have the Oakland show as a uh, bootleg on audio. And you mm. sent it to us. Yeah. Yeah. So I listened to the whole thing and I'm like, oh, there was some. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, of course, walk out to Fractured Mirror. You got to remember, it's only a 60 minute set because he's, he's, he's technically support. Yeah. He's yeah. technically support. They go in to rip it out. That makes sense. And it goes straight into Stranger in a Strange Land. And I remember, because we're in Oakland and we're in general admission, we're on the floor, yeah. a fight breaks out. Really? And he, after Stranger in a Strange like he's like screaming at people, stop this fighting. Stop it right now. Right? Whoa. And he was pissed. So Before finally, he that, fell off the stage, he was pissed. Well, that was three <laughs> years later. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so they go from uh, him you know, getting all that situated to something moved. Mm -hmm. which Todd sings, obviously. They go to Cold Gin, and the fight is still going. So now he's trying to get all of the security to get this fight going, and he wants to get to his thing, you know, about a cocktail, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, like he was doing 
some of the things that Paul used to do, but not totally Paul. Right. right. And then, you know, riding that toggle switch before actually starting in the cold gym, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Next one I ran on the subways in New York City when I was just a kid. It's about a cocktail, you know, something to drink, something cold. You know what I'm talking about? I can't hear you. So wait, okay, so wait, let's just jump back for a second though. Describe yeah. to me where you and Curtis are relative to the stage. Where is Ace versus Todd on the stage? And then where is the fight going on? Yeah, so the fight is happening in front of John Regan. Okay. Todd is so if I'm face we're center ace and we're probably about six rows back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just like a fight starts and then the circle starts and people start pushing each other and I was a big enough guy to where I just put my arm out, and if somebody pushed against us, we didn't move, you yep. know, that kind of thing, because I'm on the outside of the circle kind of thing. And that's, I think, the security guard ended up throwing some people out, but that's it happened in front of Regan is gotcha. where it was happening. And, and Regan, I don't know if it was over a pick. I don't know what it was about. Interesting, because Regan was still with him when we saw him, Jackson. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so he's trying to do his crowd work, trying to be cute about order a drink. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the fight's still kind of going on. Now, does he sing Cold Gin or does Todd do it? He sang Cold Gin. Okay. He sang Cold Gin. And then they go to New York Groove, which, of course, you get the light-up guitar. Right. Nice. So it's like, that's all nice. And, you know, he did the back. Oh, wait a minute. Where are we? And then they did the back to the Oakland Groove because <laughs> he would do that. <laughs> They go into into the night, and then they go into breakout. And for some reason, he's got to tell people he was in jail. I don't know why he was telling people he was in jail, but <laughs> so of course Todd sings breakout, and then you get into shock me, which I thought was interesting. It's Todd is telling the story about Ace getting electrocuted. I'm like, I, I don't know why, and That's I don't weird. know if it was because Ace is off stage getting his guitar that he's got to do the smoking guitar solo with. So maybe that's the way to waste the time, I guess. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, now that I'm thinking about it, right? Yeah, and he, was uh, he wireless or was he plugged in or do you remember? I don't remember, but okay. I don't think I've ever seen him plugged in, actually. Okay. So my guess is he's got an 80 or something, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So they do Shock Me and, uh, of course, they do the smoking guitar solo after that. So awesome. But was Anton the drummer uh, live? No. no, no. So you're getting, at this point, you're getting Billy Ward. Because Anton did not tour. Right. Because he's on David Letterman. He's got a very yeah, nice yeah. gig, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you've got Billy. you got Billy. And did he do the rip it out drum parts perfect at the beginning? No. 
I'm kind of a nerd about that. Like, if you can do the song, you need the drummer. Like, you got one job. Can you do the four things you're supposed to do right? Like, come on, dude. Can't be that yeah. hard. <laughs> right? But whatever. Oh, well. uh, and if you ever listen to Live Live Plus One that got released in 88. Yeah. That's Billy doing it, too, and he jacks it up then, too. <laughs> gotcha. Because I... Here's the thing, man. When CDs came out and we were in high school, late 80s, early 90s, even into college, a $15 CD is a bit of an investment, man. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't just go buy CDs unless it's a band you love or it's like it's something you really know you're going to want to have for a long time. And I was always curious about ACDs, but I'm like, 15 bucks. And even Live Plus One was probably like 13. Like they give you a little bit of a discount. But not really. And that would be something that I might get on cassette to take a flyer on because maybe that's only eight bucks. But so I never had any of them for the longest time. It wasn't until we lived together that I finally picked up Ace Fraley. And then we got Trouble Walking because I was like, uh, all right, well, he's coming. Let's see. And we like Trouble Walking a lot. I love Jackson. that record. Yeah. Love yeah. It. But love that was that. a that was definitely a bargain bin find. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely got it used. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. It's not hard to find Ace Frehley records in the used bins <laughs> at record stores around America. I'll tell you. But you're that. right. That's that's actually not a bad record when you listen to the whole thing. Now, what happens after the Shock Me guitar solo? Of course, you know I don't know what's happening within the band, but <laughs> in Sacramento on Tuesday they did Rock Soldiers after Shock Me, and then they did Deuce. Oh wow! But okay. then in Oakland after Shock Me, they did Calling to You. And Todd was singing. So my guess is either they were switching that up or it just depends on if Ace feels like singing Deuce because they didn't do Deuce at the Oakland show, right? right? So they went from Calling to You to Rock Soldiers. And then, you know, Rock Soldiers is obviously the anthem. And yes. then the encore was Rocket Ride. So, I mean, if you think about it, Rip It Out, Stranger in Strange Land, Something Move, Cold Gin, New York Groove, Into the Night, Breakout, Shock Me, Calling to you or Deuce, depending on which one you saw, Rock Soldiers or Rocket Ride, that's a pretty good set list. I agree. I, I was I was digging it, man. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. That, but when you say at the beginning, Fractured, they come out to Fractured Mirror. That's right. They're walking it's just, out. It's playing. They're they're tracking that in, and they're just that's right. playing it through yeah. the PA. He doesn't do any yeah. of that live. No, no, no. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Now, I wonder... Because it seems to me that I'm, and I'm on setlist.fm just trying to figure out, as far as the nights when he may have headlined, Yeah, were they doing more songs? And you would think so, but I'm just yeah. not seeing any. And maybe people only caught him as a, and who put it in here, caught him as an opening act oh. only. I don't know. But I'm not seeing anything that has other than those those tracks in it, so... I don't know if he he tried to do it longer or what, but I mean, there's New York, there's no New York set list, Massachusetts, it's the same. So I'm not sure. Because you can you can run the solo a little bit longer. You throw a drum solo in there, you get an hour ten out of it. You tell Y and T to play an hour ten. Tell Faster Pusscat play forty minutes, and you got a triple bill that probably works. There's your show. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. All right. So what was your of those songs that they played? What yeah. was your favorite? live that you remember like that was it that was the highlight of the night we get all the way to the end the encore's coming and i'm like they're not gonna do rocket ride like we came all the way here mm-hmm. and they're not gonna do rocket ride and he goes it could be the encore why the hell would a rocket ride be the encore and thank god it was <laughs> we're about to throw a fit <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i love that song there there was something about that flange pedal that the way he plays that beginning 
mm-hmm. that always got me. It was different, right? It was spacey. It was yeah. unique. And uh, I've always loved that song. It's one of my favorite. It's my one of my favorite A songs. If I had a choice, I wish you would have done "Speeding Back to My Baby" and all this because I love that song too. But you know, can't have everything. It's really about entering the black hole. Right into it. Interesting. All right. So what was your favorite moment though? And it could be that song, but was it when the smoke came out of the smoking oh, yeah. guitar? Yeah. The smoking guitar. And I, you know, there was no way for me to get a pick at Arco because we were too far back. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get a pick at uh, Oakland. I didn't get it, but I did get it at the stone in 1990. He scraped, he popped that the pickup and threw mm-hmm. the pick right into my head. I still mm-hmm. have it. Nice. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Oh, is it a sweet. is it a custom pick at all? Like, does it have anything from him on it? It just name? says Fraley's comment on one side and then his signature. Oh, okay, cool. That's it. Yeah, that's the way it ought to be. Yeah, no, that was had to be the same for us. Like, we were waiting for it. Like, he's going to bring yeah. out the smoking guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to do it during Shock Me, and that wasn't that far from where that happened, right? I mean, that happened in Lakeland, Florida which is that's not even an hour south of orlando is it jackson yeah and it's it's i don't did he he didn't did he tell the story i don't even remember now whether he did or not he did i, mean, not. I know that we i know that we knew it by then but i don't yeah. yeah i don't remember him saying that i don't remember a whole lot of crowd work honestly i don't know that he was having a what kind of night he was having that night or where he was been out of shape playing a i mean i think the club was full but it couldn't have been that many people no yeah. it wasn't a real big place it was you know it was like a 250 kind of a place, I yeah. feel like. The only crowd work I remember him doing was, uh, uh, so tell me, uh, where are most American cars made? And, of course, we all go, Detroit! It's like, you mean Detroit, Rock City? And they went into that. I, I remember being psyched that he was going to play that. I'm like, I had no idea he would play mm-hmm. that. Like, Cole Jin, yeah. he wrote it. That makes sense. The stuff he sang on, that makes sense. <laughs> Deuce You're doing Detroit, Rock sense. City? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you can't sing like Paul, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but that's not even really why we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? yeah. laughs> okay. All right. Well, so now, and this is because this can vary a lot depending on the night and your expectations and all that. But what was the biggest disappointment on the night? Yeah. The biggest disappointment for me was I wish there was more songs, mm-hmm. right? I, I just uh, wish Ace would have played longer, but he's not the headliner. So you can't expect that. That's right. When I saw him in 90 and then again in 93, he played a little bit longer. and But he also had technically more solo songs, right? More, but, more albums to sell, but, yeah. And then, you know, in 87, I didn't know this because I wasn't as big of a Kiss nerd at that point. But now I'm going, oh, my God, you could play stuff off 78, all the stuff you wrote that you didn't mm-hmm. sing. Like you, there was this all the stuff you could have done and you didn't do it. Well, you also didn't have time. So I fully enjoyed everything after faster pussycat on both of those shows <laughs> well if it, if it makes you feel any better faster pussycat was on the bill when we saw kiss in 92 and we oh didn't even show up for that oh, yeah good good idea <laughs> now we were on the concourse good. like seeing yeah. if we could go get beers or whatever like i'm not subjecting my ears to this man you know? <laughs> 
I got to <laughs> save him for Kiss because Kiss was so loud. And it was a small place. We saw him at the Daytona Ocean Center, which is, I mean, it's maybe a 10,000 kind of a place with nothing on the floor. So it's G on the floor. We, we got up pretty close. Which yeah. it was probably a bad idea for our ears, but we we were we were like you back then, right? I mean, that's the point. You want to get up close to the band. You want to see their faces. You want to that's see right. them hitting the frets with their fingers. You know, yeah. Uh, that's that's why you do it. You know, and I remember being relatively close to Ace, man. I mean, I, I remember the setup had some places uh, levels were higher than the others. I don't know. I don't remember the station that well. I have vague. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, there were there were no seats at all. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, and I think there was, yeah, there was like the front part and then like it, it went back a couple of... I mean, the bar were, was higher up, I feel yeah, like. And yeah, and you could get up there, but then you were farther back. So, yeah, I think I remember we were fairly close. All right, so how many times have you seen Ace solo and then how many times have you seen him with Kiss, roughly? Yeah, so I saw these two shows in 87, saw mm-hmm. the two shows in 90. Yeah. Saw the one show in '93. Mm-hmm. Swore him off forever, and then <laughs> right. saw him at and then saw him at Creatures Fest because he happened to be there. Right, and, right. Uh, that was brutal. By the With pool, Kiss. wasn't he? By the pool, or he was outside? Yeah, yeah. I saw him outside and inside. He did okay. both shows, and yeah. With Kiss, I saw him when they came back on the reunion tour twice. Mm-hmm. I saw him at Dodger Stadium on the first Psycho uh, Psycho Circus show. Got it. And then I saw him twice on the farewell tour. All right. So that's a good 10 times you've seen him live yeah. one yeah, way or right. the other. And yeah. Yeah. Well, how about you, Jackson? You you never saw him again solo, right? No, that was it. And then just the one time at the garden for that first reunion tour. Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess I saw him. I honestly don't know if it was three or four times when he was back with Kiss. But I went ahead and broke down. It was about six years ago or five years ago. He played downtown here at Louisville and I went and I'm like, okay, he's sober now. So this is going to be better. Right. And it was, except I feel like the set list was like classic hits the first five or six. Then there was like an hour of stuff that was like covers and some of the new stuff that I didn't really like. And I remember leaving before the end. It's like, I don't want to sit here another half an hour to wait for him to get, because I've seen him do it, right? So it's yeah. not like I've waited my whole life to see Ace and I'm finally going to do it. I just wanted to see how he was. He looked pretty good. He played fine. He didn't sing great, but that's not what you're there for. But I just I remember like, you know what, that's, because I swore off Kiss until I had a little child who loved Kiss. And I'm like, fine, I will take you to see Kiss. I'm not going to see Kiss, but I've checked that box. I've given them their money. I've seen them better than they are now, so I'm not going anymore. And that, that's yeah. certainly the way I feel about Ace now. I mean, I you know, if Ace was across the street, I would go. If he plays downtown, maybe I'll go. But I'm not chasing Ace Fraley, that's for <laughs> sure. He played 10 minutes from where I'm sitting right now, and I did not go. Recently? I mean, like in the Recently. last year or so? Yeah. In the last year. Yeah. He has deteriorated. The Creatures Fest was so bad. Mm. Was so <laughs> bad. I remember afterwards, I'm like, between Vinny and Ace, I'm just like, what is going on? What am I here <laughs> And I just, unfortunately, he's deteriorating his legacy a bit. And mm. that's unfortunate. There is no way he is sharing this stage with Kiss. There is no Not way. Not capable, yeah. 
Paul so, or Gene are seeing anything that's out there. There is no way that's happened. When you said he's it's bad, is it is it the playing? Is it the singing? Is it both? Does he just seem like he doesn't it's, care anymore? He's always been a little like I I, I almost want to say like a half beat behind. Yeah, like he always seems to be. Now he's like a full beat behind. <laughs> like it's <laughs> and it's just at times it's like, dude, what? What song are you playing? Because I think the other guys are on a different song. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then knowing the guys, and the guys are great, right? All the guys that he's got now. But he doesn't practice with them. Right. He doesn't go to sound check. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do any of that stuff. So it's like we're kind of getting what you're putting into it. Mm. And that is Ace's legacy. He he may be a few different kind of caholics, but workaholic yeah. is not one of <laughs> them. Uh, no, not at all. You know, and like when he got back with Kiss in '96, like, why do we need to practice? I need the songs like the back of my hand. And Paul's like, Yeah, no, you don't. You could watch the film of him. Paul Shanker said, No, no, like they're in the middle of practicing. Like that's not right. You know. So yeah, no, he thinks he knows, but you know, he's like, All I got to do is show up. Yeah, they're coming to see me play. But that's what you and Tom and Zeus have been saying for a while now. He's starting to really damage his own legacy going out this way. And you're right. He was always kind of a half beat behind, but that was very ace. And it seemed intentional, even though I'm sure it wasn't. It seemed that way because he always pulled it off. Now it's like, yeah, Derek Sherinian put out a video. It was like, I went to the Berkeley School of Music, and I know different time signatures, but I don't know what the hell this is. You know, yeah. it was like, and, oh my god, dude, he's calling you out on the internet, and it's uh, obvious, you know. And I did something I literally never do. So Creatures Fest, I was like, all right, I've never met Ace. I've met Gene. I've met Eric Singer. Met Tommy Thayer. Met Bruce Kulick. I never got a chance to meet Eric Carr, and I've never met Paul. Right, mm-hmm. so. And I've never met Peter, never had a reason to. So right. I had a chance to meet Ace and I'm like, all right. So I bought the thingy to meet him and was going to. And then the day of, I gave my ticket to Joe Polo. I'm like, I, I don't, after seeing him live last night, mm-hmm. I don't think I can go talk to this guy. And I don't want to ruin, I don't want to meet that hero. I'm good. Right. Gotcha. That, pictures all over this place i got a statues all over this place mm-hmm. i got makeup non-makeup sign stuff i got everything ace has ever done is in this room good enough for me i don't need to meet the guy you didn't buy his thirty five hundred dollar sock on his website no, no no that's not me it's got a certificate <laughs> of authenticity sonny yeah yeah i'm sure it does that's that's not really me and you know <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. Why do you feel bad? Who do you, why do you feel bad for him? Just because of what's happening, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's all being chronicled on YouTube. That's the, the problem. Guys, the end, yeah, that's a problem, right? The end of his legacy. I'm sure Coverdale would probably deal with this, but he's not out there doing it. That's right. So he doesn't have to worry about <laughs> it. And because there weren't a lot of cameras, what he was actually pretty decent when you saw exactly. him in 87, still together. Yeah it's not like but don't look at this today stuff look at the stuff from back then there's not anything from back then you know so and there's tons of stuff from now whenever it's like and you know how hateful our culture is anyway yeah. they don't they don't want to put up something great they want to put up something horrible that people can say oh he sucks you know so that's that's kind of sad but i mean as far as because you've seen him over the years now over the decades how did this that first show rank versus all the other shows. I mean, was that the best you ever saw him and it only got worse? Was Oakland a little better, except that he fell off the stage? Was 90, <laughs> was 90, I mean, I mean, 90 when he fell off the stage? 
93, any of it? 87 shows were the best because they had Todd, and none of the other shows I saw had Todd. And if you had a chance to listen to the, the bootleg that I sent you, I did. Todd's voice in the background vocals is so loud, right, that it, it's just pleasing to the air ear. Scarlett didn't really ever have that, and nobody that he's had since then really had that. So to me, yes, Fraley's Comet is Ace, but it's really Ace and Todd. There mm-hmm. isn't really a Fraley's Comet to me that isn't Ace and Todd. Gotcha. Well, gotcha. You, you, you mentioned that you sent us those the bootleg recordings what i really liked about it was you could hear the people in the in the uh audience because usually like yeah. if you hear a live record there's a little bit of like you know cheering and then they kind of cut yeah. it down and they go to you can hear the people like making comments and you know what's yeah. going on it definitely makes you feel like you were actually there versus a, a produced live album yeah and i'm not much for bootlegs and all that i don't have a ton of it mm-hmm. but uh a friend of mine sent me like jesus I think it was two or three gigs of all these Kiss and uh, Kiss Family Tree type bootleg things, and I've not listened to all of it because nobody could sit down and listen to that many gigs. But <laughs> right. but the shows I was at, right, it's totally different. Like sure. I want to hear those because I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that did happen. Absolutely. Now I would always buy a bootleg or you know a couple official live albums were actually attended. You know, have been released. Yeah. But I would always buy that, and I remember I went to see. The Almond Brothers one summer, and like instant live. You can get CDs of the show right right after the show, or five bucks if you wanted us to mail to it, mail it to you. I'm like, yeah, do that because I'm not hanging out after an hour after the show waiting for yeah. CDs. I'll I'll get it later. But like, why doesn't everyone do this? And obviously, some people, you know, Ace these days probably shouldn't be doing that. But some <laughs> people, more people should be doing it than they are. Do you think it's yeah. because they don't want to? I don't know. They don't want that stuff all over the internet they don't want it unproduced out there because you never know what you're going to get from night to night yeah reality is it's all on youtube anyway so what's the difference right i i would have loved that in the early 2000s but now if i there's no way i'm missing winery dogs if they came because i just Mm -hmm. saw them a few months ago but if i miss them i'm like all i gotta do is wait like three days and i just watch it on youtube the whole thing will be there right yeah Yeah. i'm somebody yeah all right so what did you guys do after the show i mean probably not drinking hard but did you go back to the house and jam out did you just no because you had to go to work the next day yeah so for uh i was in junior college so the tuesday night we would have probably just drove back and we would have had to go to school Mm -hmm. uh the friday night we most likely hung out and a lot of times if we went to a show on friday or saturday night we would hang out after the show and just wait till people got out of the parking lot and just say hi to friends and stuff, right? Because mm. you might not have saw them. Or it's like, oh, hey, you're here too. Or you just, you know, you see people start talking about what they saw at the show and it was awesome. And so it's almost like what you have on social media now, but it's happening all live and live. kind of in front of you. Yeah. And we're just all kids, right? So we're just, we're still getting to know people and we're trying to make contacts. And we don't know if, you know, this music career we got thinking about is going to take off. So, where we're trying to be around. Were you putting sense. flyers on all the cars? Like, come see I us? Nev- <laughs> I never really got to that point because the band went farther and they did it later on. But okay. I, I bowed out early when I realized I really didn't have any talent and you I need to play, stick yeah. to what I can do. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I was so, not good. Any- <laughs> I was not good. I was uh, not. <laughs> 
any regrets? I mean, aren't, aren't you glad you got to see him at least that good then versus how many ever times you've seen him where it's like, oh, God, what's he doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, no regrets at all because I can, you know, just like you said about, hey, I've seen the kiss I want to see and maybe this kiss you see now is not the same. You know, I saw the I saw the kiss I wanted to see on the Asylum Tour, saw it on the Hot and Shade Tour, saw mm-hmm. it in the clubs before they started Revenge. Like, I saw the kiss I wanted to see. Yeah. And probably the last time I saw it to where I would have paid for it over and over and over was Dodger Stadium in 98. That's about the last time I would have probably paid for it over and over. Yeah. How about you, Jackson? Pretty psyched that we got to see him when he was still oh, absolutely. ambular yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Correct. And and to hear, you know, to, to hear him do a couple of his songs that he wrote with the band. But I remember seeing the, the when they did it at Madison Square Garden, the smoking guitar and the light up guitar. Those are the two big things that I wanted to see up close. It's one thing to see it, you know, a million rows away, but to see right. it so close that you could almost, I mean, we couldn't, but almost touch it. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just the, the fact that it was in such a small arena too. I mean, I couldn't, I didn't really know at that point in time, like, you know, I, I don't know what the, the capacity was that he would usually play, but that just seemed like it was really small. So it was cool to see him in that venue. Yeah. that That's what I remember. Like, you know, you, you'd seen this on TV, you'd seen him in his makeup, you know, maybe in front of 50,000 people or something like that doing this amazing thing that's the most rock and roll thing in the whole world the smoking guitar Mm -hmm. and then it flies away and then the marquee one you know uh i know it was kind of the dynasty guitar and a lot of people like oh that's the disco album i gotta tell you these days if i'm gonna listen to a kiss record i put on dynasty most of the time (laughs) now part of that is because i have a nine-year-old who loves I was made for loving you <laughs> and some of the other songs on there. But I, I got to tell you the diversity of songs. I feel like they've aged well, even though it sounds like I can say, I can tell listening to the production, like this was made in late seventies disco era. I can just hear some of those sounds. I still think it sounds great. Even compared to like something that I would call a superior album, like a rock and roll over or uh, a de- uh, 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 destroyer destroyer thank you jackson mm-hmm, i'd mm-hmm. say i would always rank those higher but i don't know as far as listenability goes for me dynasty is pretty damn good yeah i love dynasty i love unmasked if i'm gonna go to a makeup album i'm usually at dress to kill i love dress to kill yeah and it still sounds raw and it still sounds powerful uh, a lot of the times i go to 80s kiss and i start right at asylum usually but uh because that's my favorite kiss album Asylum is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Out of, I mean, makeup or not makeup. That's right. Put them all together. Yeah. Well, that's my first tour, right? So it all is mm. when you, you know, what, like, it's floor you got on at on the elevator or whatever mm-hmm. he says. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, though, you know, for all the things Ace is or is not, he was the most successful out of that band going solo. Mm-hmm. He made it work, right? Like, to be in a band where Paul is your front guy. And then now you got to go be the front guy. He made it work with what he had. It's true. Right. And I'll tell you, even when the reunion tour came around, I can't, it's hard not to watch Paul or Gene. It really is like when all four guys are doing their thing. If you want to watch Ace, Paul and Gene are doing so many things. It's really hard to just watch Ace. I know. And yet I still wanted to. Yeah, me too. I, I couldn't help it. And it's like, I've seen Kiss before. Maybe not without with the makeup, but I mean, I've seen Kiss. And to see Ace in the makeup, it was just special. And yeah, I want to follow him around. I'm also trying to 
follow him and see if he's going to fall, you know, to be <laughs> honest with you. Seriously. Say, you want to see him stagger around. Like, you're like, oh, here he goes. Oh, wait, no. That's yeah, what he does. You know? back. And yes, Gene is fantastic with the blood and the skulking around and all that kind of stuff. And yes, Paul is a great front man, a, a super rock star. He can jump in those shoes. At, the, at his age, that's a miracle. It, he's in great shape. And Ace is like, I'm like, he's going to fall. He's going to fucking fall. Watch. It's going to happen. <laughs> but he, he never did when I saw him all those times. And wow. you know, they gave him... I mean, I saw him do a few different... Yes, they had to do New York Groove quite a bit, but they let him do 2000 Man Son. He did do, like, Shock Me and, and you know, got to mix it up a little bit over the years. It's kind of like, you know, Keith Richards always gets a couple songs. Ace always gets a couple. Uh, and I was, to me... While the the kind of just casual Kiss fans, that's when they go get a beer. For me, that's appointment watching. Like that's kind of why I'm there. <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. Who was the last person you saw fall on stage? For me, Oni Logan. Remember, oh. you know who Oni Logan is from Lynch Mob. From Lynch Mob. So mm-hmm. he's looking down because after 25 years of singing these goddamn docking songs, he still doesn't know the words. <laughs> so he's looking down at the screen to read the words to oh, shit. what tooth and nail, <laughs> steps back and trips over the mic cable and falls on his ass. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to think if, I, if, I, if I've ever seen anybody fall off the stage or not. Huh? I, I don't think so. It must have happened. I mean, over 200 shows, somebody must have some time. Mm. I'm not recalling it. And you, I, I think that would stand out to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. We were watching Kingdom Come at a pre-show party for a Monsters of Rock. Keith St. John is singing. He decides to run to the guitar player. He had these boots on. Slips. Ooh. Almost slid right off the stage. Oh, my my wife gets up like it was our son. Going to jump back. Is he okay? Help him. Stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, you're cracking up. <laughs> and it just seems like, although I'm sure at an arena show, there's going to be people who are out of it, drunk. Some guys are fighting, you know, falling around. It just seems like I bump into those people at small theater shows more <laughs> often than not. It's like, God it's like you think i bump into a bunch of them in an arena show and they're like because there'll be more of them but it's no there's only one or two and for whatever reason they're within five feet of me you know and the, the ones who are screaming for you know please from the first time he sets foot on stage for the next shock me you know one of those people they're always like and they want to be my friends I don't know why. Do I have that look about me like, hey, I, I like fucking drunken <laughs> morons. <laughs> I don't get it. No comment. <laughs> well, you used to live with me for a reason there, Jackson. Oh, I don't know. wait a minute. You're right. <laughs> Son of a... Hi, guys. This is Chris Slade, drummer of ACDC and many others. And you're listening to the ugly, I mean, really ugly, Werewolf in London. <laughs> so who are you going to see here the rest of the fall there sunny Peter? i saw i was going to invite you down to see dirty honey and then i'm like well dirty honey's playing up by him why would he come down and see him with me yeah i uh my next show because i got i mean work is getting stupid busy mm-hmm. uh my next show is toby mack i'm seeing him at the yum center oh wow really yeah yeah he's playing uh i think november 3rd or 4th Oh, wow. So I'm going to see that show. 
And then I've got a Monsters of Rock cruise coming up in uh, early March. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always big. You do that every year, don't you? I've done it. Uh, I think this will be my seventh or eighth one, maybe. Who's cool. on it this year? Um, there's a plethora of bands all mm. the time, but uh, let me give you an idea. Joe Satriani, yeah. The Darkness, Extreme, Winger, Ace, KK's Priest, Except Queens Riot, Quiet Riot, YNT, Glenn Hughes, April Wine, TNT, Crazy Licks, Slaughter, British Lion, Firehouse, Vixen, Heat, Armored Saint, Pat Travers, Ass Pollution, Soto, Dangerous <laughs> Toys, Liz, uh, Lizzie Borden, Enough's Enough, ugh, Spread <laughs> Eagle, Black and Blue, oh God, Joel mm-hmm. Holtra, Richie Cotson, Bang Tango, Tough, Jesus Christ, yep. Heaven's Edge, Paradise Kitty, Kalito, and uh, Crash Diet and Treat. Hmm. Hosted by Eddie Trunk. Always. Here's a show. Oh, and Ted yeah. Poley just got added. So, well, that's cool. I mean, the, you know, there's, I mean, some of the, <laughs> I love listening to your review on it because there's some you are going to miss no matter oh, yeah. what, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I would never go see them. Like I've got a few minutes. Fine. I'll go gamble or I'll go yeah. see, I'll, I'll do some social media shit. Like I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. go see dangerous toys or, you know, whoever it is. Yeah. I'm sitting there playing cards and timey walks out of, he must've just done a show from fast and pussycat. Yeah. For those listening at home. He's, he's got uh he's got the towel wrapped around his neck and he is sweat from top to bottom. And all I could think about is you work so hard to sound so shitty. Why? <laughs> Why do you work so hard? You can you don't have to work that hard to sound how you sound it. Because he understands he's got to give up a show of some sort. <laughs> he's like, I know I don't sound good, so I got to do something to entertain these people, right? So I'm going to hop around, you know, whatever I'm going to have to do, do my crowd work. See, God this is him. how an album review crew, a band starts taking a beating because we'll bring a band up and then we can't let the band go. <laughs> yep. I love listening to you guys rip people apart so much more than I like you say, oh, I love this song. It's so good. It's more like, oh, these guys suck out loud. I can't believe I wasted like 10 minutes of my eardrums on this goddamn band, you know. Uh, but some of these, I mean, like, that's the thing, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I, like, I wouldn't walk across the street to see Winger, dude. You know, like, and they're a pretty big band. I know they're one of the bigger ones. But, like, if I'm on a boat, I've never seen April Wine all Canadian people tell me you got to see April Wine. Yeah, so I would, yeah. if I was there, I would check them out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There's no reason not to. Yeah. So what I do in those bands is they'll be playing, let's say, at the Royal Theater. I'll walk in and I'll be standing just inside the doors. I did this for uh, Tom Kiefer and I listened to a song and I'm like, yep, that's still Tom Kiefer. Turn around and left. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you can leave anytime you want. That's right. Casino's open. Yeah. That's cool, man. So, all right. Never going to see Kiss again. Never going to see Ace again. By choice. You would never go see Kiss again? I. They're playing here in two days, and I'm not going. Are they they're there playing in two in days? Two or three days. They're right here, and I'm not going. I've seen them enough. Like, if if Nicole wanted to go, I'd go, my wife. Mm-hmm. If one of the kids wanted to go, I'd go. They're not here. Yeah. Uh, Nicole saw them once. She said that was enough. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there'll be friends there I could go say hi to, blah, 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 but. I just, I have a reason to go. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I hear you. I am taking the wolf cub one more time. Oh, there you uh, go. Well, I mean, look, I took her when she was four. Yeah. She she yeah, loved yeah. it, but she was four. I, I took her when it was five, you know, in London. Like, hey, I'm taking you to see Kiss in London. 
Yeah, it, you know, she 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 had to leave before the end. Now she's nine. She'll remember it. Yeah. This will be her kiss show, and I'm happy to take her. But but that's like, I mean, that's Thanksgiving weekend. That's like right before the last, you know, the shows in MSG that the boys are going to go see. So yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't go see them and like, what if they took the makeup off and did an acoustic show? Would you ever be interested? Like in Vegas, would you ever do something yeah. like that? I'd do it just to be in Vegas oh, and I check it out. Right. I've mm-hmm. seen them acoustic. They played at a casino in San Bernardino, California, like uh, probably 2015. They were doing okay. some acoustic shows and I've seen that and that's fun because I don't need the big bombastic show and right. acoustic. You guys know, like you could drop the key to whatever you need to drop it to. And it sounds great. Yeah, right? exactly. You can change, uh, you can change uh, the melodies a little bit if you need to. And those always feel a little more fun to me anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, all right, look, they've done this, Paul, you know, you're piping something in there. You know, They've got all this bombast. We've seen the explosions. It's great. Yeah. But what if they changed it? What if it was just yeah. different? And like you say, you can tune it down. They can slow it down if they want to. Yeah. I might see that. I, I honestly, I, I years ago I said I would never see Kiss again. Children make you do things that you never thought you would do, right? Yeah, I mean, course. we all know that. Yeah, it's yeah. all part. And of if it. there's, and if there's a Kiss 2.0, oh, I'm there because I want to see what Kiss 2.0 is. Really? Oh yeah, I'm a hundred percent there. Hundred percent. Any thoughts on that? Uh, my thing is, you know, I doubt that either Eric or Tommy would be involved, right? And if it's going to be somehow licensed by whatever gene and paul are doing then you would Mm -hmm. think we're going to have pretty talented folks but i would want to see what it is because Mm -hmm. i want to see how this legacy lives on can it yeah yeah with what you're talking about there would be nobody from the original band that's right right okay yeah Yeah, so then it's just it would just be a very expensive cover band then yeah yeah and are they good enough to do what they need to do Mm -hmm. interesting i i think i have to draw the line there they yeah, I mean, I I think there's some bands that maybe if I had not seen them and all the originals were gone, I I don't know, I don't know, especially with Kiss, man, it, it would be a Vegas thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, kind, yeah, or a like, Vegas kind of thing. But what if it like I enjoy the Bruce, Bruce Kulick band? Every time Bruce is up there, he's doing stuff and it sounds absolutely amazing. So if you're gonna do something like that, that's worth go see. Yeah, no, look, Bruce Kulick, yes, Todd Dammit Kearns, go see those guys for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could put together a killer Kiss 2.0. You you could get some really talented people to yeah. do that. You're and and it would make sense for Vegas. I just I can't imagine I'm just gonna spend my money on that. To be honest, I mean, I, I was ready to stop spending my money on real Kiss in 2002 or 2003, whatever that was, right? Yeah. Am I going to spend that on completely fake players? Like it's just a cabaret, basically. I, I would rather support a band or, you know, several bands, right? That are yeah. up and coming, you know, that I could buy their records and, and they're going to be doing new stuff in the future. That's that's just where I come out. I mean, I'd be curious to see it. But as far as like, am I going to chase it? No way. Nah, I don't think so. What about you, Jackson? I, I feel the same way. It's just to me. It would. You're right. It's just a. It's just a cabaret. It's just a facsimile of the real thing. I mean, that's all they would be doing. They would be playing. They would probably be playing the songs note for note exactly how you remember them. So, I mean, probably not. Now the acoustic thing, maybe, especially if they threw in some songs from you know the back catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, any any final thoughts on on Ace Frehley or? His legacy as a as a rock and roll guitar player. 
you know, he is, and we all know, one of the most inf- influential rock and roll guitar players Ever. in history. Easy. Right? When Rolling Stone releases 250 best guitars, does he need to be on the list? Probably not. Like, he's quirky about how he plays, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the when and when and when and when and when and when it's like, okay, after a while, like, if you're if you're trying to be a super-duper guitar player, it's hard to t- kind of take Ace seriously at times. Mm-hmm. All that being said, dude, Ace is my guy. There is no <laughs> way my entire life I will not, I will never stop listening to Ace's music. Yep. Because I grew up with it. And I got into it late, right? Yep, and that's right. Trouble Walking, except for the 78 album, is my favorite Ace album, right? So I love that album. Even though Todd's not on it, there's some great songs on that album that are like on my gambling playlist. I love it. I agree, man. It's it's underrated. I mean, I think yeah. people just saw Ace the way he looked uh, and the way that the, the other albums yeah. had gone. It's like, okay, he's not really, he doesn't have it. But I'm like, no, this, this is actually pretty good, yeah. you know, so... I'm with you there. When are we ever going to see a show together, man? We got to figure one out. I mean, you get a lot of stuff through Cincinnati. You get more there than I get down here. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. I just got to get uh, past this holiday and yeah, should be good. All right, bud. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for doing the show with us, and thanks for. I'm glad you're on Pantheon with us now. We have more excuses to kind of connect a little bit on the on the network. Who knew you could make new friends in, in your movie? <laughs> this age? Just, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, you figure you're going to stick with the friends you got, and that's it. And then you run to these folks. It's amazing. It's all music. Everything else in my life, all the work I did in my life, mm-hmm. everything else I did in my life is not creating the friendships that seem to be getting created by goddamn, you know, Steve Vai yeah. and Iron Maiden. I know, I know. It's absolutely true. You know, that's that was the thing that we didn't see coming as part of this show. Was yeah. we we did it so we can connect more. We are old friends, but we grew apart and didn't communicate. Didn't have a falling out. It's just we don't yeah. we don't write letters. We <laughs> never did social media until yeah. we started the show. Me neither. You know, and I still hate it. I mean, I do it because I yeah. must, but I I still don't like social media much. But so you know, we we didn't know we were going to be able to build this community and now have, even though we've never really had a meal or a drink or anything together, have yeah. friends. Yeah. I call them friends. We have similar interests. We talk together. Uh, we stay in touch. That's a friend, you know, and it's like people yeah. who I used to work with and all we had was work. Nope. Maybe we're connected on LinkedIn, but we don't, we don't yeah. talk, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's the passion and the knowledge and the want to exchange this stuff. That's what kind of I think it brings a lot. And a lot of the Pantheon people are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy to think about that. Like, you know, talk to somebody who is a complete stranger that we've had on the show and in, yeah two minutes it's like you've known them your whole life right yeah yeah and it's the hobby that connects you mm-hmm. right because it, if we start talking about the jobs we do for a living and there's 10 of us sitting there Snooze. most likely all 10 of us do a different style job yep. so we don't really know what each other is really even doing or how big of an impact they're making in the world or whatever right now you know we, you know i got friends that they're firemen i mean they're literally mm-hmm. saving people for a living thank god i don't do that because i wouldn't know how to do that right right <laughs> that but, sounds hard <laughs> but then you get 10 people in a room there will be a band that connects them whether it's kiss 
or Van Halen, goddamn one friend group, it was Candlebox, of all people, right? Oh, like, right. it was wow. like a weird band, right? Because there was all these different ages that were all sitting there, right? So now you're talking about your hobby? Do you talk about that all night? Mm-hmm. That's right. No, that's what the passion comes from. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I tell me something real and rock and roll brings people together like like nothing else in the whole world, right? I mean, you've said this before on the show, but why don't you tell our listeners your show, where to find you, socials, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Easiest place to find me is growinguprock.com. I'm also on Twitter, I'm on Facebook too. There's uh Shout It Out Loudcast. I do album review crew once a month there, and then Podcast Rock City. I'm on a Kiss podcast every week live. Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. So um, somebody wants to find me. I'm usually pretty easy to find. Usually I get notes going, do you have a job? Like, we're on all these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Really, all I do is answer the phone when somebody calls. That's that's it. That's all I do. And it's, sometimes it's hard to get people to answer the phone. Yeah, <laughs> true. But you're at Poonie Sunny on Twitter, yeah. right? Yeah, so just so people yeah. know. Yeah. Because I didn't have any social media until 2017. And then I went to go do it, and somebody already had Sonny Pooney. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just make it backwards. All right, my brother. Hey, keep rock alive, man. Keep doing your thing. And, yeah, we'll find an excuse to get together up and down 71 here at uh, at some point, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep in touch when you're going to shows, and I'll let you know if I can make it. Sounds good, my man. See you later, Jackson. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I was going to ask you, how did the Bronx affect your music even to this day? Is that still part of it? Uh, I still carry a switchblade. Yeah. We thank our friend Sonny Pooney for coming on the show and talking about the first time he saw the legendary Ace Fraley, best known of KISS, but as a solo artist. And what that meant to him as a kid growing up in the Bay Area, getting into KISS, his first records were KISS, he became a huge KISS fan. Heck, he's got a live KISS podcast on Sunday nights, right? Pot of Thunder. So getting him to tell his story about seeing Ace the first time uh, was meaningful for us. And yeah, it was one of the first concerts that Jackson and I ever saw together while we were in college. We had the opportunity to see KISS without Ace. And so when Ace was coming, it was like, we had to jump on that. We we had to go see him. Of course, we were still pining for the big KISS reunion at that point, which eventually did happen. And we talk a little bit about that on First Concert Memories 1, as that was Zeus's first time to ever see KISS live. But I hope you're enjoying this First Concert Memories sidecast, as we call it. It's about once a month, coming out about the first of the month, talking to somebody about what they saw, a live band that really changed their lives. It was a big deal for them. We love Sonny. Definitely check out Growing Up Rock with he and Steve and Michael. They are our Pantheon brothers. And definitely check out PantheonPodcast.com. There's over 100 shows. There's all sorts of different music. There's definitely something in there for you. And go visit our sponsor, RareVinyl.com. Use the code UGLY. They've got some A stuff. They got a lot of KISS stuff, a lot of KISS stuff from all corners of the world, some hard to find stuff, at least for American fans. And we encourage you to go check that out. Use that code ugly. Save yourself 10%. It'll be a month before we do another first concert memories, and I don't even know who we've got lined up for that. But you can check out The Ugly American Werewolf in London weekly. Our shows come out Thursdays, and you can get them wherever you get your podcasts. Please download and subscribe wherever you get those podcasts. And if you're thinking about it, folks, please take a little time. Give us a positive review. It just helps us find more rock and roll fans like you. So keep going to see live music. It's what you could do to help keep rock alive.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 